So help our listeners understand a little bit about yourself, like who you are, where you're from, a little bit about your background, your history, and how did you get into this role? Okay. So been policing 25 years. Uh, first two years in New Orleans, uh, where I'm from. We're going to forgive you. If well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Shannon James, President and CEO of the Aerotropolis Atlanta Alliance. We're excited to have you join us today during our new Aero ATL podcast. And we're excited today to have my friend John Antoine, who is the Director for Public Safety for the Aerotropolis Atlanta CIDs. John, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Sean. That's right, man. Now listen, for those of you who may not know John, uh, he's pretty well known around here for sure. No doubt about it. When you know him, you'll never forget him. So help our listeners understand a little bit about yourself, like who you are, where you're from, a little bit about your background, your history, and how did you get into this role? Okay. So been policing 25 years. Uh, first two years in New Orleans, uh, where I'm from. We're going to forgive you. If I'm well, that's way. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then did the rest of the time in Clayton County. Okay. Uh, worked in every department in Clayton County, mm. with the exception of the solicitor's office. So uh, worked, started out as a general patrolman, went on to a traffic unit. Mm. Uh, most fun I ever spent was uh, the three years I spent a homicide. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, just got a real good opportunity to learn a lot about the administration side. Mm. Uh, so I spent the majority of my career in administration between the police department and the sheriff's office and the DA's office. Wow. Retired four years ago. Uh, got this great opportunity to come over to the CID mm. uh, while it was being birthed. Yeah. Uh, and, and got a real good opportunity to see what uh, I had heard about. Uh, but never had really got a chance to experience other than mm. knowing police officers who worked for Fulton County and East Point, College Park at that point, but really getting boots on the ground and being able to work with those troops. Oh, man, seasoned vet. And, uh, you know, to hear you mention uh, the area which compromises the Aerotropolis, uh, obviously you you know this industry, right? This is This is what you do. Right. And so now that you've, like you mentioned, stepped into this role, like you are literally creating – you know, what this role and responsibility looked like uh, as the first director for the Aerotropolis CIDs. Help our listeners understand uh, more about your role and your responsibilities. So my, my role is basically think of it as a police chief of a very small town um, mm. because what we are here to do is we're here to help supplement the police department and the other security agencies that are in and around the area. Right. So one of the first tasks when I first came was how was I going to deal with the police chiefs that were already inside of those cities in the Aerotropolis? Mm. Fortunately for me, at the time, all of them were transitioning. So when I first started, they either had interim tags or they were actually still looking for police chiefs. Mm. So we kind of all got hired together. Nice. So I knew some from past history working with them and then made quick friends with those I didn't know. Mm. Uh, so it allowed us all to come together and really understand what it is we needed to do not just for the policing side of it, but also for the community side of it. Mm. The one thing that gets lost, and I learned by being in administration of the police department, is the impact that the police officers and the police department have on economic development. Mm. The great thing was all of those chiefs had that same idea, and they knew what their role was going to be mm. in economic development. We just need to figure out how to get each other there. Wow, so, wow. That's, that's huge, man. So you're working with... Uh, you, and the way I understand it, you're basically working with the local chiefs for the local police departments uh, that basically represent the area of the community improvement district, right? Correct. Only within that boundary. Uh, help our listeners understand some of those chiefs or, or 
areas that you're working with. Right. So the total boundary is 15.9 square miles. Mm -hmm. So it runs from at, as far as Merck at Camp Creek okay. all the way down to the GICC campus. Uh, encompasses the whole airport and around the airport to the Clayton mm. County side where it takes over where the, the two CIDs, Airport West and Airport South, come together and create the Aerotropolis. On mm. the Airport South side, it's Phoenix Boulevard off of uh, West Fayetteville all the way up to Forest Parkway in 85. Wow. So it's a huge swath uh, of area. Um, but the advantage was being able to come in and seeing what the needs were going to be to assist those departments was uh, my executive director, Gerald McDowell, allowing me to pretty much so just go out and, and, and see what I could do with inside the confines of my budget, mm. which allowed me to hire a private security force, uh, which is called Force Inc. Security. Force Inc. Um, if you're in the area, you see them in the little smart cars. Um, they are 24 hours a day, seven days a week inside the CID. Mm -hmm. They are security unarmed. They are strictly observe and report. What they do is they reach back out to the local security companies that they may see something happening on their properties. Mm. They can respond to those as such. Um, but mostly they are here to make the 911 calls, make sure the police officers respond to whatever they're saying. And they're there for things that uh, inside the Aerotropolis for those members, uh, if you need someone to walk you to your car mm. at, at night, they're there. If you want to make sure that there's an officer waiting for you when you get there in the morning, that's what they're there for. Mm. Um also, the Fulton County Police Department, they have a very interesting dynamic. They use their retired police officers as patrol also. So the police chief at the time, Gary Stiles, and the current police chief, Daryl Halbert, have allowed me to continue to use those RPOPs, retired police officers, mm. um, as security and patrol inside of the CID. They, too, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. These are still men and women who are still... Even though they're retired, they are still post-certified. Mm. They carry weapons. They have arrest powers. They ride and they're inside the, the CID daily. Uh, the benefit of having retired police officers, and, and I'm speaking as one, mm. uh, it's a lot. We, we aren't as quick to make the arrests. We're, we're a lot easier to, to have a conversation with, mm. um, talk to someone who may be doing minor violations, uh, someone who might be soliciting money on the corner. Uh, that's that's just not safe. That, that's that's not a, so much a nuisance problem. We just want to get those people out of a gore area, or right. especially summertime. Yeah, you see them selling water. It, yeah. It's just not a safe location with all of the development we're doing, especially around 285. Uh, heavy machinery and those kind of constructions are telling what's going on in the ground. So mm -hmm. it's not so much of a harassment from the police. It's more of a Hey, listen, we we see what you're doing, mm -hmm. but just not here. This this is not <laughs> right. a safe place to be doing it at. Man, you know, you just you just put a lot of good information out there um, in regards to working with the local law enforcement. So the public safety director in your role, you're also working with the chiefs in all of the cities in which you mentioned, right? But we also have a outsourced mechanism where we're working with a private company to also patrol the area and identify, you know, out of the ordinary kind of activity. And then you mentioned, you know, if they needed help getting access or in or, you know, or not feeling as safe. So how do they go about that uh, if they were, you know, if, if they're in an area that's late at night and they're leaving their jobs and they're like, hey, man, I just don't feel safe. So how would they go about making that connection? So what we've done is every business owner and property owner inside the CID has received a handout uh, collateral that mm -hmm. has got the CID phone numbers on it and the two 
phones that are inside of the force cars. Ah. Uh, they can call those phone numbers, and then an the officer will respond to them. They just tell them what the need is. If it's something that that security guard can't handle, mm-hmm. if it's something that needs to be turned over to the police, let's say maybe it's a uh, a flat tire or something, mm-hmm. that officer can come by and stand by with them while mm-hmm. they get somebody out to, to uh, change their tire or, or just stay with them while they're waiting on, on a you know, other people to come to the office. We see a lot of that, especially around this time of year mm. when uh, it doesn't get daylight till about 7.30. Right. But people are coming to work at, you know, 5.45 and 6. Yeah. Um, FedEx trade networks uh, is really where this kind of started off of North Commerce is I happened to come to work one morning about 6.15 and saw a car in that parking lot. Hmm. And I called over my contact there and I said, listen, I said, you know, I saw some car sitting in your parking lot. I sent a police officer over there said it was one of the ladies who works there. I said, you know, she can't get in? He says, no, she doesn't get in. She can't open the door until 7. Mm. So I said, why don't we just send a security guard over there to sit with her till she can get in? And he was just shocked that you could do that. Wow. And so that was our luxury is that because we're able to, to control their whereabouts and, and direct their patrols, mm. made her feel safe for the, for the two or three months she did that. Wow. And then it gave that officer a good chance to be able to be seen Right. By the bad guy. Yep. And, and definitely stay away from the area. So. Oh, that's huge, man. Uh, you know, that's a huge perk to join the, the CID, right, if you're a commercial business owner within the CID. Absolutely. Uh, because that's an added incentive uh, in case you, you're concerned about the safety of your workers. Uh, but I love the fact that we've got not only off-duty uh, policemen kind of patrolling those high-risk areas, uh, but we're working with private companies, right? So uh, the colors of the vehicles are like black and black, white, gray, gray, red, and then the Fulton County Police Department uh, vehicles. Uh, they have allowed us to mark those with AACID. Uh, oh, really? On the uh, front fenders. Okay. Uh, so if you see those, and because Fulton County has has uh, reduced in size, uh, <laughs> if you see a Fulton County police car, it's probably ours. Okay. Because uh, there's not too many of them still floating around this area of town. Right, we've got one that hangs out in the back of our office one, all the time. That's yes, why sir. I park right next to it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Easy to turn. So that that's really cool, man. I, I don't think our listeners maybe even understood that we were partnering with the local law enforcement, that we had, you know, off-duty, we had, you know, private companies. And I think one place that gets a ton of attention, obviously, is our marketplace, right? right. Because it's so much activity. Uh, there's so much opportunity there. Uh, that, you know, ultimately things happen, right, when you've got a lot of activity. So uh, some of our listeners may not know that our our off-duty or our private companies are patrolling around that marketplace, right? So yes. kind of help them understand what that looks like. So because there is such a large area, the CID, mm-hmm. uh, that 15 point square miles, they can't be everywhere at every place. Right. As neither can the police departments. Right. But what we try to do is we try to make it easier on the police departments by being in those areas when we know what usually the hot times are for right. for the police. Anytime there's a shift change, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be taking police cars off the road. So we understand that, and we try and spend our time with, during those shift changes in the marketplace, mm-hmm. um, in the Virginia Avenue corridor around the hotels areas, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which I like to see as, as more of a, a restaurant and, and uh, district. Um, spent a lot of time over near uh, the MARTA stations to help oh, yeah. MARTA police. So it's not just the locals. It's it's the agencies you don't even think about. Uh, mm. We have a really great relationship with Georgia State Patrol. Um, so nice. that gets them in off of 285, and then, you know, they – they do write their tickets, uh, <laughs> but the one thing about them is, you know, when they're out and about, even as a retired police officer, if a police car pulls behind me, I don't panic. Mm. 
Mm. It's something about seeing a Georgia State police car, you know, you will definitely do right at the speed limit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. it's something about that image. So that does help. That that don't only helps with um, the deterrent, but it also helps that those that aren't doing anything, how much comfortable they feel knowing mm. that there is police in the area. Um, as we record, we're a week away from the Super Bowl. Right. So I've been doing a lot of work with the Secret Service, with the mm. City of Atlanta Police Department, mm-hmm. um, uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigations, because mm-hmm. um, this this really is a global uh, event. It, it's not just these two teams that are coming in and their fan bases. This it, Because we are an international city, um, we're coming from all over. They are. So they uh, are. it's good to know that, it, that I can pick up the phone and call uh, my good friend at the city of East Point, the Chief Gardner, mm-hmm. but I can also pick up the phone and call, um, you know, at, at Atlanta Regional Commission, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Mason, who mm-hmm. who was the the Homeland Security representative. So when I need to know those little secrets, uh, <laughs> I can give him a call and say, "Hey, am I going to be bombarded this week? How am I looking?" So that's huge, man. Yeah. That's huge when you can have that kind of reach, right? And that's right here within our Aerotropolis. You know, you and I were talking uh, before we jumped into the podcast about some of the success stories uh, that, you know, a lot of people just don't hear about, they don't see, feel, because it's not tangible. And so, you know, help our listeners hear or get more insight on some of the efforts uh, that are between our public safety and that you've been able to initialize in our market uh, that has become successful, right? That that is a a story that may have gone untold, or right. it could have been told. Who knows? But I'd love for our listeners to hear about some of the success stories we've had. Right. So what happened initially was what one of our biggest successes when I came, there was just a lack of communication among the police departments. Mm. It wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. It's just that you you have these departments that, even though they're neighbors, they run off a different radio system, so they can't they can't get in touch with one another. Right. So what we did was I brought them together, and we have we, uh, monthly public safety meetings. Yeah, those are huge meetings too. Right. Yeah. So and they're well attended. We bring in the private security, we bring in the public safety. We get a chance to see what trends mm-hmm. we're seeing in the area and crime. And what this does now is this has put direct supervisors mm-hmm. in touch with each other. Uh, so now. Uh, from that, we have seen uh, Atlanta police and East Point police do joint safety checks in mm. certain areas, which from that yields the citations, yep. but also yields wanted people arrested. Uh, it, it also helps them find stolen vehicles. Mm. Um, so we get a really good opportunity for them to work hand in hand, which is what you need, because right. when you have that communication, uh, it grows from that. Don't think that these bad guys don't communicate. Oh, yeah. They speak all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure that we're doing the same thing on our side. Uh, wow, this, this is offense and defense. It's powerful, man. Um, so and, and what we were talking about before is over Christmas, mm. um, we dealt with uh, putting some added cars out on the road, um, paying officers uh, extra to come out and work additional hours. Mm. And what that did on the marketplace side, on the Atlanta side, uh, over Christmas, we saw two cars that were breaking, broken into. Wow, um, that's huge. That's huge, uh, man. Because any place, any place you have a huge population, mm-hmm. you're going to see an increase in crime. Yep. Uh, I, I don't care. I don't care if you're sitting out in the middle of Albany, Georgia. You know, <laughs> Shout out to Albany, Georgia. You're going to see somebody at Albany <laughs> State is getting their car broken into just because there's a large population of vehicles Isn't there. True. Um, if you ride down to a dead end street that mm-hmm. has no homes on it, right. You're not going to see any crime. There's nothing there to steal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, the bad guys are not very hard to figure out. They're going to mm. go where the, the target-rich environments are. Mm. Uh, Camp Creek Marketplace has some of the largest and busiest businesses by volume. That's right. Um, the Chick-fil-A is the largest Chick-fil-A by volume yep. in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Target is one mm-hmm. of the top three targets in the nation. TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays. These are not – people don't realize what you actually have in your community. You, right. You are spending your dollars in places where you are truly making an impact. Mm-hmm. And because you are using those dollars in this community to make that impact, the CIDs, the Alliance, we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're doing everything due to support. That's right. You, and those agencies around you to make sure you feel safe while you're there. Mm, man, that's powerful, man. I hope our listeners were, was able to soak that up because uh, just to hear about that activity just just makes me feel safer, to be honest with you. Uh, and hopefully they understand that efforts are happening outside of just the standard 9 to 5 or or 5 to 12 or whatever shifts are going on. Right. Uh, you guys are thinking very strategically, and you're getting into the minds of, uh, some of the criminals, man. You got to think like a criminal, right? Absolutely. And, and I love to hear that. So I want our listeners to hear, and I know we're talking about the marketplace a lot, but the city of East Point is if the second largest by population city uh, in South Fulton. And right. so, you know, to hear about some of the crime statistics that are happening uh, that are going south uh, for mm-hmm. the city is a testimony to not only local leadership, you know, Mayor Dina Holly Ingram and the chief, but also our partnership that you just mentioned, right, uh, which speaks to how this collaboration is making things happen. Right. Uh, can you speak more to, like, what specifically with East Point, what's helping drive those numbers down so much? Like, they are, it is crazy to see how much crime is dropped in East Point. Right, and that's, and that is truly the testament of the men and women of the East Point Police Department. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's a luxury to be able to sit in here uh, in the safety and surroundings of the podcast, and, and I'm not the one that has to be in the police car anymore. Right. So I right. thank them for what they do, as well as all the officers and the men and women of all our agencies we deal with. Thank you. Um, but definitely, um, East Point has done some things on the technology side that has mm. put them above above and beyond. Um, one of the things at the CID that we started is a program, a video cloud-based surveillance system. Mm-hmm. So it is something that uh, is available to all of the business and property owners inside of East Point currently. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you can reach out to me at Mm -hmm. jantoine at aerocids.com, and I can put you in touch with the police department. And what we're doing is we are allowing for your cameras, or you're allowing for your cameras to have a direct feed to my cameras and the police department's Mm -hmm. cameras so we can all monitor those. Now, they're not being monitored 24 hours a day. There's just no manpower for that. Right. But what it allows happen allows for us to happen is if you have a crime that's committed uh, on your property uh, as a business owner, um, let, let's use, uh, you know, Anytime Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, Anytime Restaurant at 3 o'clock in the morning, the owner or the manager's not there. Right. So what happens is the police officer has to go in, he asks for the videotape, and either the person doesn't know how to get the videotape out or Mm -hmm. doesn't have access to the link to send it to the police officer. Mm -hmm. Come back in two days, you can get it, and they finally go back and get it, and then after two days, they got it. They write a report. It sends to a detective. It sits on the detective's desk for two days. Mm -hmm. Then the weekend comes. (laughs) By the time he or she gets to that film, it's six days later. Long gone. 
Well, what this allows to happen is the same scenario. If you say, "Well, I'm a partner mm-hmm. in in the in the video surveillance system," mm-hmm. they go back to their office. They you allow them to download the tape. They download and they can watch it a hundred times. Wow! So it's real time crime mm-hmm. reporting. Uh, it also allows them to let them get right back on the street. And a lot of times, these criminals aren't far. Right. They haven't gone far, and if they've gotten away with it once, they'll come back. Yep. So it allows them to really get an opportunity to pinpoint who these people are. Mm-hmm. What I love about them is especially when you see the crisp and clear videos, mm-hmm. and we put them on the news. Um, now you Because it's definitely them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's no way Front around center. it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so the technology that we're using is one of the biggest things. Uh, we've made it available to the other cities. Um, I'm going to have a meeting in a couple of days with College Park Police Department. Nice. Um, and I'm hoping that more and more of these cities uh, are going to want to partner with this because it's a very nominal fee mm. to the police departments. It is if they're uh, the, the platform is through Genetech. Mm-hmm. And if they are a Genetech client, the police department, if they're a Genetech client, for them to have every single officer access these cameras, it's $165 a year. Wow. $165 a year. So every single person can monitor those cameras. If they're not a Genetech client, then it is a fee of around $140 per uh, user. So if they do five users, it's a fee that's under $700. That is that is huge, man. Right. So, and we were able to work that out. And then you have a lot of different partners in with the camera system. You can lease the cameras. You can buy the cameras from, mm. from reputable companies, Georgia Power, Comcast, um, there's there's a slew of others. Mm-hmm. Um, the important part is we don't care who you buy your camera from. We don't have a dog in the fight. We just want to be able to make sure that we can access those views, mm-hmm. um, make sure the police department can access those views, use those views for evidentiary purposes, and, um, and really get an opportunity to do some 21st century policing. That's, man, listen, John, you, you're speaking vision uh, to the area. I love that. Um, would you say that's, and I'm thinking more about the future of the Aerotropolis Atlanta CIDs, um, would you say that's more thinking towards the future, having more uh, technology-based uh, opportunities to continue to cut down on crime? Or, you know, I just wanted to make sure that our listeners here, and I feel like I just heard it, the yeah. vision of the future. That is, that is it. It has to be technology. Yeah, uh, uh, this is the first step. The next step uh, will be uh, working with those departments at getting more license plate readers in mm-hmm. the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as cars come in, uh, these police departments have license plate readers on their cars, that's going to be a hit. Yes, it will. Um, so they can just follow the cars all the way through. The whole point of this uh, is to make sure that the criminal doesn't want to come to this area. Don't make them feel comfortable coming to the area. That's right. Um, send them south. Uh, you know, send them all the way down to Fayette County. They're not in the Aerotropolis. <laughs> so, you know. No, no offense, Fayette. <laughs> they, as a resident, I say, <laughs> just send them past my house. Fayette does a good uh, job down yeah. there, though. So, and they do. And that's, yeah. and that's the positive is that mm-hmm. this – uh, is is not just one agency. Right, we're not sharing it. Mm-hmm. If if the bad guy's hidden in Camp Creek, he will go down to the pavilion in Fayetteville. He mm-hmm. will go over to Arbor Place in Douglasville. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. once we know he's in the area, all this information is going out to all these different departments. Right. So now you don't want to come back to East Point because they're looking for you. No, all of them mm-hmm. are looking for you. Our goal is that 159 counties in Georgia, you you get that most wanted list. Nowhere to hide. That's it. Absolutely. All right. Hey, well, John. For our listeners, man, you've done an amazing job, and I'd love for our listeners to hear uh, anything that you would like them to know that may we may have not talked about during this podcast. Is there anything you want to share with them? Definitely reach out to us. Go to our website, uh-huh. uh, um, Aerotropolis 
CID's web, website is full of information. Mm-hmm. Um, it's arrowcids.com. Uh, right now, it will give you a great update on the project that's going on on 285, the Diamond Divergent Interchange. That's right. That's right. It'll have the lane closures. It'll have uh, the weather condition closures. So it, it's constantly uh, changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get a chance to see the vision, the, the true vision of board members, uh, the vision of the commercial property owners, neighbors. Um, but really, reach out and contact us. There, there's no, no question is is, is too big, too small. I'm gonna try and answer it the best I can. And uh, if I can't do it, I'm gonna try and put you in a position with somebody who can do it. Hey, listen, you heard it yourself from John Antoine. I mean, our fearless leader and our public safety director, who, as you can tell, has a wealth of knowledge and experience. And we're lucky to have you, man. Seriously, and I want to thank you I for joining it. us today, John. No, thank you for having seriously. Me. And, and for our listeners, I know that. Uh, We ask a lot of questions within our time period here. Uh, But if you're listening and you want to ask questions, you want to get engaged and you want to connect with us, reach out to us. Go to our website. As you heard John Antoine mention, uh, arrowcids.org, also, or dot com. Dot com. Also for us, the arrowatl, A-E-R-O-A-T-L.org is our website. You can email us at info at arrowatl.org. Join us. Reach out to us. Stay connected to us. Subscribe to our podcast. You can go to our website. We're right there waiting for you, arrowatl.org. Follow us. Join our social medias. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook. We're all over the place. So we want you to follow us, okay? And I hope you enjoyed our segment today uh, with John Antoine, the public safety director for the Arrow CIDs, uh, which encompasses two counties. All right, so he's got a ton of ton two of field. That's right, two counties, six cities, everyone. So as you can tell, he's extremely connected. And I hope our listeners also caught something valuable that I caught as well, that our organization is really creating this ecosystem that we're all working together now. We're communicating. And so when you start operating as a region, big things start to happen. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that. So we want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Uh, We hope that you tune in more for our next and upcoming podcast here on and so forth. Shannon James, your president and CEO of the Aerotropolis Atlanta Alliance. We want to help you land here and take off.